Welcome to Goop Tales. I'm Maria Calancini, and I'm the founder and creator of Goop Tales. I created this podcast as a way to engage the other senses while escaping the screen zombies and experiencing entertainment and education in a new way. Is there a child in your life that is seemingly always on the clock, even if they can't tell time yet? Someone who could be sent into a tizzy from just waiting a few seconds? If you thought of someone without much trouble, bring them over to Goop World, where the oddly adorable Goops will teach them how to maneuver through challenges as they travel around the world and meet new friends. If you have a curious mind and want to discover new cultures, learn interesting facts about different countries and fascinating animals in a really fun story, keep on listening. Goop Tales, episode 88, Impatienta and Kronos, the personification of time. Impatienta was always one for clowning around. She was almost never down. With a few words, she could have you in stitches. So much so, you could bust your britches. But there were times when she was so very snappy, if she felt impatient and wasn't happy. Episode 88 Impatienta and Kronos, the personification of time. Today's story was inspired by a few different listeners of Goop Tales who sent in variations of the name Impatienta. So, what I did is I took the ideas and I melded them together. So, Emily. May, Jack, and Logan have all written in suggesting impatient, let's see, impatientia, impatient, impatientina, and impatientum. And here are a couple of the details that they wrote in their messages. They wrote, the girl who cannot wait, she cuts off people when they talk. This is a girl goop, and she is very impatient and cannot wait for anything. She is super impatient and carries a little clock around so she can time the goops, but she also loves to make other goops laugh. And then another description that was written in says, he has a tiny clock to keep track of time. He wears a blue sweater and blue and gray baseball cap. If he goes to the ice cream store, He is impatient about getting his ice cream. So thank you to Emily, May, Jack, and Logan for writing in these great ideas about an impatient goop. And I compiled it all together and got the name Impatienta. And Impatienta does carry around a little clock. 
So I've taken a couple creative liberties with your suggestions, but really I've just compiled them into one very funny and entertaining goop. And to see our drawings for the goops, all of the photos that go with this story and the cover art for Impatienta and Kronos, the personification of time, just visit gooptales.com forward slash episode 8888. If you have already sent a goop idea for a story, have written a review like Emily, May, Jack, and Logan did, or simply sent us an email, just listen until the end to see if you receive a shout out. Chapter One. Once upon a time, there was a very outgoing, yet particular, little goop girl named Impatienta. Impatienta prided herself on her ability to entertain her friends and bring them to fits of laughter. <laughs> when she got a new dollhouse for her birthday, she invited Phibius, Hate Soap, and Selfina over to play. Which doll should I be? asked Phibius. The one that does the dishes, laughed Impatienta. This immediately sent Hate Soap and Selfina into fits of giggles. Oh, you think that's funny? Well, let me really make you laugh. What do you call cheese that isn't yours? Impatienta asked. Hmm, said Selfina as she thought it over. Impatienta couldn't wait while Selfina molded over. Nacho cheese, she burst out laughing. <laughs> another, another, begged Hate Soap. Okay, what do you call a bear with no teeth? Impatienta asked. Selfina scratched her head and Phibius looked perplexed. Before Hate Soap could open his mouth, Impatienta said, a gummy bear. All of them burst out <laughs> laughing. You're pretty good at jokes, said Selfina. I know, said Impatienta. But you aren't very good at being patient, said Hate Soap. He was somewhat annoyed as he knew the answer to the gummy bear joke, but didn't have the chance to say it before Impatienta blurted it out. Well, sometimes I don't like to wait. Impatienta answered. For the most part, the goops in general didn't mind how impatient Impatienta could be, but there were times when she pushed things too far. Once, Miss Wigglebutt was talking during history class about Napoleon. Napoleon Bonaparte was born in Corsica in 1769. He was the second child of Letizia and Carlo Buonaparte. Impatienta held up the tiny clock she carried everywhere and showed it to Sarcasta as she mouthed the words, tick-tock. Sarcasta burst out laughing <laughs> and Miss Wigglebutt glared at her. You don't find Napoleon Bonaparte interesting? She asked. Fassinant replied Sarcasta with a little French accent. 
Miss Wigglebutt was not amused. One day in May, Impatienta and Never Listen made plans to go to a hidden treehouse high up on a hill with a spectacular view in Goop World. It will be so beautiful, and we can sit and relax, and I will bring some chocolate chip cookies. Let's meet there tomorrow at noon, said Impatienta. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, replied Never Listen. He hadn't really heard the details of what Impatienta said because he didn't really listen. But he did hear the words chocolate chip cookies. And that was all it took. The next day, Impatienta got up very early and baked some of her famous chocolate chip cookies. The ones that were crisp on the outside and gooey on the inside. Impatientas were always a little extra gooey because she couldn't wait to take them out of the oven. She wrapped up her cookies and set off for the treehouse. Impatienta was always quite prompt as she didn't like to waste time. She arrived at the treehouse 10 minutes before noon. So she set about laying out a picnic blanket and opening all the windows. Then, Impatienta placed her delicious, still warm cookies on the table in the treehouse. All she had to do now was wait for Never Listen to arrive. Unfortunately, waiting was not Impatienta's strong suit. She stood up and paced around the treehouse in circles as the floorboards creaked beneath her. Impatienta looked out the window at the serene view of mountains and hills, but that didn't calm her down. She was beginning to grow agitated. Looking at her little clock that she carried everywhere, she saw that it was five past noon. Tick-tock, never listen, she said to herself as she scanned the horizon for him. He wasn't there. Her little clock continued to tick-tock, and she continued to pace. At twelve past noon, Impatienta stared at her clock again and grimaced. She wasn't pleased. Never listen, still wasn't in sight. Maybe I will just have to have a cookie, thought Impatienta, as she picked up one of her cookies and took a bite. Mmm, delicious, if I do say so myself, she murmured. Then she had another and another. After three cookies, she picked up her little clock again. This time, it was 12.18. I can't believe it, sighed Impatienta. She looked out the treehouse window and saw the tiny edge of a green hat coming into view. 
Finally, she sighed. Neverlisten was on his way. Impatienta grabbed her little clock and walked out to the treehouse landing. She held the clock up high and pointed to it. Then she bellowed at Neverlisten. Do you see what time it is? Twelve eighteen. I have been waiting eighteen minutes for you. Then she stomped her foot on one of the creaky floorboards, and Impatienta fell right through the landing. Neverlisten watched the whole thing in awe. He raced to the treehouse, expecting to find Impatienta lying on the ground. But she was not. There was dust over a dark spot on the earth, and she had disappeared. Chapter 2 Heat swirled up and around Impatienta and carried her away to where she had no idea as she was unable to open her eyes. It was an intense heat unlike anything she had ever felt before and she dropped her little clock because it was too hot to the touch. The clock landed against stone with a clunk And as soon as it did, Impatienta felt her feet land on a cool platform. She slowly opened her eyes, having no idea what to expect. She was in a tower that was high above a noisy street below. Impatienta edged her way to a spot lit up by sunlight and looked out. She was above a bustling cobblestone street lined by charming old stone buildings. There were flags hanging from the buildings. One was red with a white cross in the middle and another had a red background with a bear walking upwards on a yellow diagonal. Impatienta immediately recognized the first flag. Switzerland, she said. She had learned flags in Miss Wigglebutt's geography class, and the Swiss flag was instantly recognizable. Although the other flag with the bear looked vaguely familiar, Impatienta wasn't quite sure what it represented. She had been too impatient to pay close attention as Miss Wigglebutt explained the flags of the cantons in Switzerland. She was looking at the flag, admiring its design, when a loud bell began to ring. It rang so loudly, she jumped. Impatienta looked behind her to see an enormous bell being rung by a gilded gold man. He methodically moved back and forth and clanged the bell three times. Then he 
moved back into position and didn't move a muscle. There were several more clanging noises coming from below, Impatienta, desperate to know what was going on, moved closer to the man and looked at him. Who are you? Where am I? She said with a demanding tone in her voice. The man didn't move his body, but his eyes grew just a little larger as he stared back at her. Well, I know you can hear me. I'm waiting, she said impatiently. The man's eyes grew even wider in disbelief. Tick-tock, said Impatienta. At this, the man let out a roaring laugh, and Impatienta stepped back. She was so startled. Why are you laughing? she asked. You've come to my home? And you are demanding to know why I laugh? asked the man. Well, maybe not demanding, but yes, I would like to know, please, said Impatienta, as she brought her impatient tone down a notch or two. The man looked at her for a moment without saying anything. It was as if he wanted to test her patience. Then he said, I'm Kronos, the personification of time. Impatient and gasped. <gasps> this was so much better than she could have imagined. She was at a loss for words. You must be here because you don't respect time, he said. Impatienta screwed up her face and said, I do respect time. I do. I don't like to waste it. Kronos laughed again. <laughs> well then, perhaps you are here because you are a bit impatient, he asked. Well, that is true. I have been known to be impatient, said Impatienta. Well, you are here now at Zydglog, where time doesn't hurry and it doesn't wait. It just is, and it must be respected. Hmm, said Impatienta, who wasn't quite sure what to say. What is the Zydglog? she asked and patiently waited for Kronos to answer. The Zydglock is one of the most beautiful clocks in all of Europe. It's a main attraction here in Bern. That is where you are, Bern, Switzerland. Impatienta nodded to show she understood. There are so many of us who live here, and we are admired on a daily basis by those you see in the street below. Impatienta peered over the edge to see groups of people in the street below pointing up at the clock tower and taking photos. Who else lives here? Asked Impatienta. Well, there is the Joker who rings his bells on the hour, the rooster who ends the hour, and then uh, 
sighed Kronos as his voice trailed off. What? asked Impatienta with anticipation, knowing that he had more to say. Kronos looked at her again, as if waiting for her to say something, but she didn't. She waited patiently for him to speak. There is the cheeky fool and his bears, muttered Kronos. Cheeky fool? asked Impatienta. Yes, the cheeky fool. He sits there with his bears circling around beneath him. He thinks he understands time, but he does not. He has all of us to manage time for him. And he just sits there like a cheeky fool performing on the hour. I have no doubt he would have an enormous interest in you. He will want to add you to his collection of bears, his minions. I'm sure he will send them after you. Chapter 3 Impatienta's mouth came together in a straight line, and two tiny lines appeared on her forehead. Kronos just stared at her in amusement and waited. Finally, she spoke. I, I don't think I need to meet one of the cheeky fool's bears. Kronos burst out laughing. <laughs> well, I don't know if you will have a choice in that matter. We are between hours and some of the bears are off duty until we strike again on the hour. A shuffling noise could be heard from below. What's that? asked Impatienta. Kronos looked at her with a knowing look, but didn't say a word. Impatienta stared at him with an imploring look. And then, because she couldn't help herself, Impatienta held up her little clock to Kronos and said, Tick-tock! Kronos was in disbelief. The impertinence, but lucky for Impatienta, that he had a good sense of humor and he found her amusing. He burst out laughing again and said, I think the cheeky fool has met his match. You are just as cheeky. I do believe that noise we heard was the bears on their way to find you. The shuffling sound grew louder. Well, I may be cheeky, but I am not a fool. I hear those bears coming, said Impatienta. She quickly looked around for an escape route or a place to hide. Climb to the top of the bell and don't make a sound. Now, commanded Kronos. Impatienta hopped on to the smooth brass surface of the giant bell that Kronos had just finished ringing, and she clung to it, 
while she's silently shimming her way up its surface. Kronos was impressed. Hmm, the Joker said he was sure he saw a little creature land up here, said a bear carrying a pickaxe as he reached the landing that held Kronos. Well, he could have been joking, (laughs) said another bear with a chuckle. He was carrying a long spear. Very funny, retorted the first bear. The bears walked around the platform, eyes darting everywhere. They stopped when they came to Kronos, who now stood still as a statue. Hmm, maybe Kronos saw him, said the second bear. Both bears stared at Kronos, who didn't flinch. Do you think he ever moves if he isn't ringing the bell? Asked the first bear. I don't know, but let's find out, said the second bear, as he took his pickaxe and poked at Kronos' foot. Kronos was annoyed, but he didn't flinch. He had no desire to interact with the pesky bears, and he wanted to help Impatienta, who he had grown rather fond of. He wanted the bears to leave the platform so he could help her. The bear poked Kronos again. Well, he certainly isn't very friendly. I know he can hear us, said the second bear to the first bear. Maybe he saw the little intruder and doesn't want to tell us, said the second bear. The bears walked around Kronos and looked him up and down. He was far larger than them, but they weren't intimidated. The bears had an inflated sense of importance. Guys, did you find anything? Interrupted a voice from below. It was a third bear peeking his head up to the platform. The cheeky fool wants to know. Not yet, said the first bear but we will. Well, you're gonna have to be back on duty soon, and the cheeky fool wants the intruder found before the next hour begins. Impatienta was clinging to the top of the bell, listening to everything happening below. She was desperate to catch a glimpse of the bears, so she silently poked her head out over the edge of the bell. Kronos had his eyes on her and immediately moved them from left to right as if to say, no, get back. Impatienta was clinging to the top of the bell while clutching her little clock. As she slid herself back into place, she lost her grip on the clock. It fell from her tiny hand and tumbled down the bell clanging against it the entire way. Clang, 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 it went. The bears, who were about to exit the platform, froze in their tracks and turned to watch as the little clock landed on the platform right at Kronos' feet. There was a moment of silence as time stood still.
No one moved, including Impatienta, who was peering out from above. Then the first bear moved over to the tiny clock, picked it up, and said, I knew it. The intruder is here. As he looked up, catching a glimpse of a tiny blue hat moving back into the shadows atop the bell. Chapter four. There, said the second bear, as he pointed his spear at the top of the bell. I see it, I see it. The first bear got very excited, swinging his pickaxe back and forth. I wonder what it looks like. Maybe it will be a new minion and circle around the cheeky fool with the rest of us. It would be nice to have more bricks. We could use a new minion, he sighed. Impatienta listened from above. This was not what she wanted to hear. The second bear called out to her, Come out, come out. We won't hurt you, little one. Nothing happened. Are we going to have to call in the troops so we can climb this bell together? Bear one said to bear two as loudly as possible. He wanted to make sure that Impatienta heard him, and she did. Well, I think we have a little bit of time before the hour, and we should be able to wrap this up. Capture whoever is hiding at the top of the bell and bring them down to the cheeky fool. But you are right. We will need the help of a few more bears. Bear two walked over to the edge of the platform and called down to the third bear and said, we need two more of you up here so we can stack ourselves up to the top of the bell. Impatient to listen to this and trembled. They were really coming for her. Bear three called back. Okay, I will fetch bear four and we will come up. But remember, we are approaching the hour and we all have to be back in position as soon as we hear the Joker start to ring his bells. Yes, yes, said bear one impatiently. Now hurry up. A few minutes later, Kronos glanced down to see bears three and four climbing onto the bell platform. He wasn't pleased. This was his domain, and now it was being invaded by the cheeky fool's bears. Kronos glanced upward to the top of the bell and saw Impatienta peering out in dismay. He gave her a stern look, and she retreated into the shadows. All right, all right, here we are, let's do this. I spoke with the cheeky fool, and he's very excited to capture our new little visitor. He said we would all get a day off 
if we could capture this visitor because it could rotate in for us and become a new minion. An entire day? said Bear One in astonishment. He hadn't ever had an entire day off since he could remember. All he did was go around and around the cheeky fool every hour. The thought of an entire day off was thrilling. The four bears looked at each other. Let's Let's do do it. it, they all said together. Bear one stood at the foot of the bell, and Bear two climbed on top of him. Okay, your turn, he said to Bear three. Bear three clumsily pawed at the stacked bears and awkwardly began to work his way up to the top of Bear Two. Once he was in place, he looked down at Bear Four. Okay, I think this is gonna work. We're so close to the top. Once you climb up here, you'll be able to reach the top of the bell and capture whoever is up there. Impatienta was listening to it all and growing very impatient. She didn't want to wait in fear anymore. She was ready to go out and confront those bears and tell them off. Who did they think they were trying to capture her and make her do their job? Now she was angry and very, very impatient. She began to move toward the edge to peer down when she thought about Kronos. He had warned her not to do this. She could hardly stand it. One tiny peak couldn't hurt. Bear four was climbing up the rest of the bears when Impatienta took a little peek over the edge. No one saw her but Kronos. He gave her that look again, and she moved back into the shadows. Bear four moved onto bear three and stood up on his hind legs. He had made it to the top of the bell where he caught sight of Impatienta moving back to her hidden spot. She froze and stared at him. He froze and stared at her. Neither one knew what to make of the other, and for a moment, they were both paralyzed. Then bear number four remembered that he could have an entire day off if he captured her. And he reached up with his paw and swiped at the top of the bell, just missing the edge of Impatienta's foot. She screamed Ah! and pulled back. And as she did, she lost her balance and slid down the other side of the bell, landing on the platform with a tiny kerplunk. She's down, she's down, let's get her, called out the first bear. The bears quickly hopped off each other and circled the platform, 
coming around the bell from both sides. As the bears came around, they surrounded Impatienta. She was just standing there with two bears on either side of her. There was nowhere to escape to. Kronos watched it all, and he felt for Impatienta. He knew she didn't belong here with the cheeky fool and his bears. So he decided to use his power. It was so powerful, he rarely used it. Kronos sped up time. He didn't have to do anything. It just happened. He was the personification of time. The bears suddenly felt a shift. Something's wrong. We're late. We need to be in our spots, said bear number one. The bears looked at each other. They knew they couldn't wait. They had to go back to their positions. Time waited for no one, and it had to be respected. They turned and quickly made their way down the platform as they heard the Joker begin to ring his bells. Impatienta couldn't believe it. She turned to Kronos and asked, Did you do that? He winked at her and said, It is time for you to depart. Listen to the clock chime one last time. Close your eyes and wait for the rooster to crow. Then open them. Impatienta looked at Kronos and whispered, Thank you. Then she closed her eyes as the clock chimed below. When it was finished, the rooster crowed. When Impatienta opened her eyes, she found herself back at the treehouse standing on the platform. She immediately looked around for Neverlisten, but he was nowhere to be found. He was on Isla, but that is a tale for another time. If you have a goop idea that you would like to share with me, just ask a grown-up to help you send it on over. To send your idea through a voice message, visit gooptales.com and on the right side of the screen, you're going to see a green button that reads, leave a 90 second voice message for Maria. If you send in a voice message, not only are you probably gonna get a response from me because I listen to all of them, but if we end up choosing your goop for a story, we might even play your voice message on the podcast. Would you like to hear your voice on the podcast? If you're curious to see the cover art for this story and the photos that go with it, just visit gooptales.com forward slash episode 88. That's 88. And I would love to see your drawing as well. So if you're feeling creative, draw a picture of Impatienta and ask a grown-up to tag us on it in social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Gooptails. 
Now I want to take a moment and thank everybody who wrote in recently. I want to thank Levi, Annie, Bryn, Titus, Amelia, Claire, Lucia, Cressa, Aya, and I know I may have pronounced that wrong, but it's A-I-Y-A. So please forgive me if I did pronounce it wrong. Avery, Clara, Simon, Joe, Malin, Lena, Matilda, and Melissa. Thank you all for writing in or leaving a voicemail message or a review. I love reading all of your comments and listening to your messages. So thank you, thank you. And if you're curious to find out more about the real place behind today's story, then don't miss my next Behind the Story episode. This is also your chance to send in questions that you'd like me to answer. You're gonna need to send in your email or your voice recording the first day this podcast comes out, the first day or the second day that it comes out. So I can make sure I can answer your questions for the behind the story episode that comes out the following Friday. And don't forget to subscribe so you get notified of when it launches. 